and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Gnome. Once upon a time there was a rich king who had three daughters. Every day they went walking in the palace garden, where the king, who loved trees, had planted many different kinds, but he was most fond of one particular tree, which he protected by placing it under a spell. Whosoever picked one of its apples would be sent a hundred fathoms underground. When harvest time came, the apples on that tree were as red as blood. Every day the three daughters looked under the tree to see if the wind had blown an apple to the ground, but they never found one. Gradually the tree became so full and its branches so heavy that it seemed the tree would collapse. By then the youngest sister had such a craving for an apple from this tree that she said to her sisters, our father loves us far too much to put a curse on us. I think he cast the spell mainly with strangers in mind. So she plucked a nice plump apple, ran to her sisters, and said, Just taste it, dear sisters. I've never tasted anything so delicious in all my life. Then the other two princesses also took a bite of the apple, and suddenly all three sank deep down into the earth, leaving no trace whatsoever behind them. At noon the king wanted to call them to the dining table, but they were nowhere to be found. He looked all around the castle and garden, but could not find them. Finally, he became so distressed that he made it known throughout the country that whoever brought his daughters back could have one of them for his wife. As a result, more men than you can imagine went out searching for them all over the kingdom, for the princesses were known to be beautiful and kind to all. Indeed, they were loved by everyone in the country. Among the searchers were three huntsmen, who had spent a week looking for them, and had eventually come to a great castle. When they went inside it, they found beautiful rooms, and in one of the rooms the table was set with delicious dishes that were still steaming hot, but there was not a living soul to be seen or heard in the whole castle. They waited half a day more, and the food remained steaming hot. At last they were so hungry that they sat down and ate up all the food. Then they agreed to stay in the castle, and drew lots to see which one would remain at home there, while the other two continued to look for the princesses. The lot fell to the oldest, and the next day he stayed at home while the two youngest went out searching. At noon a tiny little gnome came and asked for a piece of bread. The huntsman took a loaf of bread that he found there and cut off a slice. As he was handing it to the little man, the gnome let it drop, and asked him to kindly pick up the piece for him. As the huntsman was bending over, the gnome took a stick, grabbed him by his hair, and gave him a good beating. The next day the second huntsman stayed home, and he fared no better. When the other two returned in the evening, the oldest asked him, Well, how did things go? Very badly. So the two oldest confided in each other about their plight, and did not tell the youngest anything about it, because they did not like him. They always called him Stupid Hans, because he was not particularly worldly wise. On the third day, the youngest stayed home, and again the gnome came to fetch a piece of bread. When the huntsman handed him a piece, the gnome let it drop again, and asked him to kindly pick it up for him. What? cried the huntsman. Can't you pick the bread up yourself? If you won't make the effort to take better care of your daily bread, then you really don't deserve to eat it. Then the gnome got very angry and ordered him to do it, but the young huntsman acted swiftly. He grabbed the gnome and thrashed him soundly. The gnome shrieked loudly and said, Stop, stop, let me go, and I'll tell you where the king's daughters are. 
When he heard that, he stopped thrashing him. The gnome told the huntsman that he came from beneath the earth, where there were more than a dozen other gnomes like him, and if the huntsman would go with him, he would show him where the king's daughters were. Then the gnome pointed to a deep well without any water in it, and told him to beware of his companions, for they were not to be trusted, and that he would have to save the king's daughters by himself. To be sure, his brothers wanted to rescue the king's daughters too, but they did not want to exert themselves or take any risks. The best way would be to take a large basket, get into it with his hunting knife and a bell, and then have himself lowered down into the well. There he would find three rooms, and in each one he would see a princess, picking out the lice from a many-headed dragon. In each room he would have to cut the dragon's heads off. After the gnome had told him all this, he disappeared, and toward evening the other two huntsmen returned and asked him how his day went. "'So far, so good,' he said, and then he told them that he had not seen anyone until noon, when a tiny gnome had come and asked for a piece of bread. After he had handed it to him, the gnome had dropped it and asked him to pick it up. When he refused, the dwarf began to spit at him. They had a quarrel, and he gave the gnome a beating. Afterward, the little fellow told him where the king's daughters were. Upon hearing that, the two brothers became so livid that they turned green with envy. The next morning they went to the well together and drew lots to see who would be the first to get into the basket. The lot fell to the oldest again, and he had to get into the basket and take the bell with him. "'If I ring,' he said, "'you must pull me up quickly.' When he was just a little way down, he rang the bell, and they pulled him up again. Then the second brother got in and did the very same thing. Finally, it was the youngest brother's turn, and he let himself be lowered all the way to the bottom. After he got out of the basket, he took his hunting knife, went to the first door, and listened. When he heard the dragon snoring loudly, he opened the door slowly and saw one of the king's daughters picking lice from the nine dragons' heads in her lap. So he took his hunting knife and cut off all nine heads. The princess jumped up, threw her arms around him, and kissed him many times. Then she took her necklace of pure gold and hung it around his neck. After that he went to the second princess, who was picking lice from seven dragon's heads, and he rescued her as well. Finally he went to the youngest, who had a four-headed dragon to louse, and he set her free too. Now they were all enormously happy, and could not stop hugging and kissing him. Soon he rang the bell very loudly, so those above could hear. One after the other, he put the princesses into the basket, and had them pulled up. When his turn came, he remembered the gnome, saying that his brothers were not to be trusted. So he took a big stone that was lying there, and put it into the basket. When the basket was about midway up, the wicked brothers cut the rope, so that the basket with the stone inside fell to the ground. Since they thought that he was now dead, they ran away with the king's three daughters, and made them promise to tell their father that they were the ones who had rescued them. Afterward, the two of them went to the king and asked to marry his daughters. In the meantime, the youngest huntsman walked around the three rooms morosely, for he thought he was doomed to die. Then he saw a flute hanging on the wall and said, Why are you hanging there? This is no place for merrymaking. He looked at the dragon's heads, too, and said, You can't help me either. He paced up and down the floor so much that he wore the ground smooth. At last he had an idea. He took the flute from the wall and played a tune on it. Suddenly many gnomes appeared, and with each note he played, another would emerge, and he kept playing until the room was full of them. 
They asked him what he desired, and he said that he would like to return to the top of the earth again and see the light of day. Then they each grabbed a strand of his hair and flew up to earth with him. When he was above, he went straight to the king's castle, where one of the princesses was soon to be married. Next he found the room in which the king was sitting with his three daughters. When the princesses saw him, they fainted. The king got very angry and immediately had him put in prison. He thought the huntsman had harmed his daughters, but when the princesses regained consciousness, they begged the king to release him. When the king asked them why, they said that they were not allowed to tell him the reason. However, their father said they should tell it to the stove. Meanwhile, he left the room, listened at the door, and heard everything. Shortly after, he had the two older brothers hanged on the gallows and gave the youngest daughter to the young huntsman for his wife. When the wedding took place, I was wearing a pair of glass shoes and bumped into a stone. The stone said, clink, and my slippers broke in two. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening.